The Daily Ding is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know the NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way into the game. You know There are the panoramic seat view photos from every single section as you're navigating through the app it makes it simple quick and easy to just find the seat you want find the view that you're really looking for and then two taps to check out it's just that easy so head to the app store or play store now to download game time and score awesome deals on last minute tickets welcome to the daily ding on the athletic podcast network He's sick or a little laryngitis but i'm uh you know I'll fight through it. You had that performance sick? MJ, I just went. I just went. I could try in Spanish, but I ain't really that good at Spanish. This is how it goes. When I hoop, I have no friends. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his ass. How dare you? Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Thursday morning. I am Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Mo Dakhill with Rob Lopez celebrating Meta World Peace's birthday somewhere out there. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, John Morant has his first game winner. The Timberwolves officially have a dynamic duo. Jeff Teague must be one of them and the Blazers are reeling. But first... Things got a little bit heated in Houston. Rockets 102, Clippers 93 in Houston. The Rockets are winners of five straight. Russell Westbrook had four fouls in the first quarter in this one, but they played great defense in the first half and played great defense for pretty much the first time all year, held the Clips to 15 first quarter points. Mo, how did the Rockets play defense at all? They were pretty aggressive. I think this is one of those times where James Harden's strength and the is is being able to match up on isolation guys and it kind of looks like he can handle Kawhi a little bit. He's just so damn strong. He's able to hold up Kawhi a bit and really was able to hassle him and the Clippers to be honest looked sloppy as hell out of the gate. Well, it's funny is Russell Westbrook actually ripped Pat Beverly for his defense. He said, "Pat Bev trick y'all man like he playing defense. He don't guard nobody man. Just running around doing nothing." As you've seen, what happened, 47. All that commotion to get 47. And Bev responded on Harden saying that he was on his ass. But then Bev responded to Westbrook saying, don't start that. Don't start that. I don't care about that, according to Tim McMahon of ESPN. Um, But according to the tracking stats, James Harden made one shot when Pat Beverly was defending him. And that came in transition on a layup. But Harden took seven shots with Beverly defending him. Uh, But we also saw Beverly fouling out by just standing in front of Harden with a minute left and Harden running into him and they call that foul so i guess there really is no way to actually defend Harden. but do you think that the clippers even though they kind of were rough early on did they do their job that they need to do to try to defend this rockets offense no i mean they were okay but it wasn't there were a lot of errors across the board i mean they were sleepwalking through the game i think at one point after the uh during the first quarter doc went off and just you know, he just started yelling at him like, if you guys don't want to be here, don't want to execute, we can just freaking go home. Um, and that came from Tomer Azari. I, I'm butchering his last name. I'm sorry. Uh, 
But like they just all together as a team, offensively, defensively, they were completely out of shape and just not into it. And, you know, I mean, it was a frustrating night, really, if you were the Clippers. So I don't think they really did a good job one way or the other. Beverly's going to hound you. I disagree with Westbrook about Beverly. We know their history. They go way back with a beef. So, you know, it's not surprising to hear him say all that stuff. So, I mean, just clips were just bad tonight. Well, it's funny you talk about Doc Rivers yelling because he yelled himself out of the game where he had a, a really weird explanation that had to do with like having timeouts after a challenge. And he thought that they had more timeouts than they were given when Tony Brothers said that they didn't have any timeouts left. And, you know, we all know Doc Rivers and Tony Brothers are basically BFF. So Doc starts freaking out at him, gets ejected. And who but Austin Rivers, who is playing for the other team, is calling for his dad to get teed up and waving goodbye to him, which I I thought was pretty hilarious. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was just fun, kind of just a, a weird opportunity that we get in the NBA sometimes where we have a son playing against his dad and he's literally just saying, tee him up, tee him up, wave him goodbye, kick him out, whole thing. You know, he's he was enjoying it. And of course, you are going to enjoy it when you're winning. Uh, so I th- I'm not too surprised by it. It was fun. It seemed like Doc kind of thought it was pretty funny, too, in the post game. So uh, it is what it is. But, you know, in the heat of the moment, you know, you start to lose your stuff. I think Doc was frustrated all night. I already told you what was said in the first quarter. And I think it's just that kind of thing with him. I think it built up all along and it didn't matter if it was timeouts. It could have been a foul call. It could have been an out of bounds call. He would have lost control one way or the other. What's really funny about it is uh, all the awkward comments that Austin has had over the years about Doc being around when he was younger makes that makes a little bit more saltiness from the outside perspective watching that one. Um, you know, the question, though, is that Paul George is coming back uh, Thursday for the Clippers. Does that mean we're going to see some load management for Kawhi? I'm expecting it. I think Kawhi is going to rest up. I don't think we're going to see Kawhi play a back-to-back at all this year. And I think that's what we're going to see tomorrow. I think we're going to get Paul George on the court. And I think that's the way they're going to play the back-to-backs for the most of for the whole season, really, for the most part. You know, on top of it, you look at the fact that Kawhi played about 40, 41 minutes tonight. Doc's trying to keep him in that 30 to 35 minute stretch. So I I really doubt they're going to roll the dice and try to play him on a back-to-back, especially when they played him with so many minutes tonight. Well, he had 26 points, 12 boards, and 7 dimes to go up against Harden with 47, 7 assists, and 6 boards. Uh, And also, Clint Capella had 20 rebounds in that game, but he left the game with under 5 minutes left after taking a hit to the face. But I guess that hit was worth it because the Rockets really exploded at the end there. It was a tight game right up until the last couple minutes, and the Rockets got their separation. Ever wonder how to get the hottest new sneakers, the ones that barely hit shelves? The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags. Millions are already using StockX to find everything after it sells out, from the latest Yeezys to every retro Jordan to the hottest new streetwear from brands like Supreme, Bape, Palace, and Kith. You're looking to add the Air Jordan 1 Fearless UNC Chicago to your rotation? I'm not, but maybe you're feeling nostalgic for a pair of Amerix 95s. You can find it all and more on StockX, sometimes even for prices lower than retail. True story, I got a pair of the Adidas Futura 4D on there, a shoe that I always died to get 
Never thought it in a million years I'd be able to get it. I was able to get it for less than retail. Uh, so it's actually legit. StockX allows users to buy and sell pre-owned, excellent condition luxury handbags and watches as well from brands like Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Gucci, Rolex, Omega, Tudor, and more. If you want in on all the hype, check out StockX.com slash bball for a surprise offer that won't be around long. That is StockX.com slash bball. Check it out today. The Raptors beat the Blazers 114 to 106 in Portland. The Siakam and Van Fleet show continues to take over the league, 36 and 30 respectively from those guys. But the big surprise here is Rondé Hollis Jefferson back from the dead with some great minutes off the bench, who's basically filling in that Serge Ibaka role after basically not playing because Nick Nurse didn't like his defense early on. So what is it like watching Rondé Hollis Jefferson playing solid defense in a Raptors uniform i mean it totally caught me off guard but he's like you said just solid all around was able to provide them good minutes he was able to sort of just help defend i mean he had 16 and 11 like that's a big number off the bench it's not like they have a ton of scores there on the the raptors you know we got after van vliet after siakam there's not a lot of guys that's going to fill it up you might get gasol every now and then but that's that's what it is for the moment with Lowry on the bench as well. So, you know, it was just good for them to get those those minutes from him and, and for him to be able to play on both ends of the court to the point that, you know, maybe Nick Nurse is going to trust him a little bit more when, it, when they start to get healthy and he's going to be able to get some more minutes and help provide a little more depth for a team that doesn't have as much as people think. Well, you're forgetting about their huge star, Terrence Davis, the undrafted rookie, had 15 points and six boards coming off of the bench. And he has been kind of increasingly playing his way into this rotation. They're still trying to kind of figure out how they get by without Lowry. What's their right lineup? Uh, you know, Siakam has been basically their backup point guard because Orm Powell doesn't really fill that role very well. Uh, they're still trying to figure out how do they move the ball when Fred Van Vliet sits. And Fred Van Vliet doesn't really sit. He's been playing about 38 minutes a game, but it's, I don't think that's very sustainable for him. No, I mean, it's that's just too many minutes. And then you're getting a lot of Norm Powell involved in that situation. I mean, it's, it all loads up. It, it just as the season goes along, all this stuff adds up and it wears you down. It doesn't really matter how young you are. You, you play minutes like this in a stressful environment and it starts to wear on you. And, and we're going to see really whether we're going to find out whether Fred Van Vliet's actually truly a starting point guard or, or just a top line backup. And, you know, I'm, I'm still on the fence a little bit about that. So we're going to find out that as we were going through the situation, but that's just too many minutes for anybody. I mean, we just talked about it with Kawhi. You can't be playing these guys that many minutes in, in the regular season playoffs. I understand regular season. You're, you're going to start to run into problems. I, I think the phrase you were looking for was too much Norm Powell. There's too much Norm Powell going on there. The man who peaked as a rookie somehow and hasn't really gotten better. But uh, let's go to the Blazers side because this is, I think, where the real story is here. Uh, it's time to sound the alarm in Portland. They fall to four and eight, and Dame has been carrying the team the entire time. Finally, has a down night, and the team actually carries him in turn, and they just still can't get a win. So... Is there something the Blazers can do with Zach Collins out for most of the season uh, to fix what they have? I mean, really, it's going to come down to what are they going to be able to do towards trades and stuff like that? They got a nice little bump from Nasir Little putting him in the starting lineup. They were starting Mario Hazonia at one point, and uh, we all know how that story goes. So they're just in a really tough spot with all of these injuries. It's not 
too much they can do. I think they're a team that's going to need a trade down the road, but this was a big loss. Like I'm not a, I'm not a person who gets too excited in the early off season or in the early season, just saying like, Oh man, this is big games or whatnot. But after they lost a game, they should have beat Sacramento in Sacramento. They're the, they're a better team than them. And you know, you need that win coming home on a second night of a back to back to play Toronto. Cause you feel at least all right with the fact that this is going to be a toss up, but they blew this. They blew that one last night. They had to get this one. They couldn't do it. Everybody else kind of stepped up. Dame was due for a bad game and it really bit them in the butt. You're absolutely right. You know what? At least they have Rodney Hood. He had 25 points. CJ had a decent game, 19 points, six boards. Uh, but the important thing is Anthony Simons had 17 points off the bench, and he is for real. And if they're going to make a trade, they're going to have to use CJ McCollum if they want to make a trade that really shakes things up and gives them a real chance. And Simons is showing. I mean, he's obviously not nearly as good as CJ right now, but while Dame is still in his prime, he can grow into that role, and that's going to be really fascinating. All right, let's get to some news here. The Nets are news, as always. They fear that guard Karis LeVert has ligament damage in his right thumb, and he is visiting specialists for further evaluation. Could be out weeks, more tests to come. Per Shams Charania, they had the natural knee-jerk reaction that one would have with Karis LeVert getting ligament damage, and they signed Iman Shumpert's Mo. What the hell's happening in Brooklyn? I mean, a lot of things are happening in Brooklyn, but the uh, situation is just like they can't really get out of their own way. They're getting some bad luck with injuries. I mean, Carlos Silver again, last year, dislocated his ankle, had that whole situation right when he was blowing up. This year, they haven't, haven't been able to really figure out how to work it, make it work with Kyrie and everybody else, and it's, it's a problem, and it's frustrating, and now they're just looking for bodies. And you know what, Iman Schumper? Come on down. You got you got some time here up until uh, Wilson Chandler uh, comes back from his uh, 25 game suspension. So I think he's got to be about 15 more games left to go. So, I mean, Brooklyn's in a tough spot. I'm not sure what's going to happen. It's got to be a difficult time for Kenny Atkinson. Well, at least they have their CEO. Oh, wait a second. Uh, well, if you actually look at Article 74, <laughs> Section 32 of the CBA, it actually says that every time a Nets guard goes down, a Pistons guard also has to have surgery. So Kyrie Thomas underwent successful surgical procedure, shocking that it was successful. On the fifth metatarsal of his right foot, the rehab process will begin immediately. And he's going to be reevaluated in six weeks. Hey, that'd be amazing if he came back from a broken foot in six weeks, but we'll see. Uh, but we do have the rumor mill already churning. The Portland Trailblazers are screwed, but the Orlando Magic might not be because they reportedly have expressed interest in DeMar DeRozan, per noted Instagram guitarist and part-time reporter for the ringer Kevin O'Connor. Would adding DeMar DeRozan be the move that makes the Magic a legit uh, playoff team? Is that contender? I don't even know where to ask that one. Well, I would I don't look at it that way. He wouldn't be the guy I target. He'd actually Orlando should be looking at one CJ McCollum, a guy they need that can help with shooting. They don't have a lot of great shooters on that team. I think that's somewhere where they look. I'm not all that excited about adding DeMar to that squad. Uh, I think they should look other places, but they do need to look to make a trade. They got a lot of young talent. Somebody's going to bite on it and they might be able to get a pretty solid start because as we know, they're not going to be the biggest free agent destination ever so that's the situation they're in are we hinting at an aaron gordon for cj mccollum trade 
I'm just telling you where I think guys fit. I also would like Aaron Gordon would make a lot of sense there in Portland uh, next to Yusuf Nurkic and a lot of the, his athleticism can sort of help out. But I'm not really hinting at anything. But if that were to happen, I wouldn't be upset. All right. Make it happen. Basketball gods. We need this one. Let's get to the rest of the games this evening. The Magic beat the 76ers 112 to 97 in Orlando without CJ McCollum because they have Markel Fultz getting revenge on his Brody Joel Embiid. He had eight points and four rebounds. Orlando had a 32 to 15 fourth quarter. Uh, Joel Embiid didn't even play. That's how bad the revenge was. Uh, but Nick Vucevic, 25 and 12. Big one for him. Josh Richardson at 19 points. Ben Simmons, 18 points. Aaron Gordon, 18 points. Everybody had a high amount of teens of points in this one, but Tobias Harris could not shoot. He only had eight points on four for 13 shooting, 0 for three from the uh, three point line. He is 0 for 18 from three in his last five games uh, that we, t- we talked coming into the season about how the Sixers need to be able to shoot well if they're going to win. And that does not seem to be it. The Celtics beat the Wizards 140 to 133 in Boston. I was at this one. This was actually fun fact. The Celtics had 140 points on less than 100 field goal attempts for the seventh time in franchise history. I'm only saying that because I wasted too much time on the play index on B-Ball reference looking it up. So I had to use it somewhere (laughs) (laughs) besides the Twitter karma. So the Celtics are on a nine game winning streak. Isaiah Thomas called them the best team in the NBA. So obviously it must be true at that point uh bradley beal had 44 points pretty much single-handedly carrying the wizards although Rui had 21 points but then the celtics had their three stars playing in 20 points uh or had 20 points carson edwards had 18 points i think they had two or three other guys with double digit points i mean they just had an unbelievably well-balanced uh attack here but i think the first story let's get at quickly isaiah thomas comes back to boston has 18 points and seven dimes It's his first game back in Boston as a starter, received MVP chance, although apparently I must have missed that or had my headphones in when that happened. But, Mo, what was it like watching Isaiah Thomas at least thriving on the Garden floor again? You know what? It's really nice to just see that again. We've considering how far it's gone for him, you know, it's gone awry pretty bad. It took him about two or three years to sort of get everything back together. It's nice to see him on the court. I was almost like, man, I'm against video tributes, but I wouldn't be mad if they kind of rewound the, the it video tribute this time around and, and played it for him because it feels like this was more his homecoming and his return more than any other time. So it was pretty awesome to see that on the court. Yeah, I mean, as someone who's been covering this story for forever, it's like the, the story's already been recycled enough that that wasn't the case anymore. But the uh, the one touch that they had was that they introduced him first, so he was the very first person in pregame interest to get get brought out there, and he got a big ovation. And the um, the the PA guy kind of like announced him like he was the home guy, then mumbled the rest of the name. So that was a nice little touch there. Um, you know, f- another fun fact for the listeners out there was so he and Jalen Brown have a thing going back. Back and forth where they make fun of each other's hair and so i asked jalen brown what he thought of uh isaiah's new cornrows and he said that isaiah looks like a young trey songs so shout out to trey songs out there so timberwolves beat the spurs 129 114 in minnesota cat versus rudy gay in this one but it's andrew wiggins who was a star of the show 30 points eight rebounds and seven dimes andrew wiggins is absolutely 
not terrible, I guess would be the phrase. Uh, Towns and Wiggins are the only teammates in the NBA averaging 25 plus right now. Yeah, it's we've seen this before from Wiggins, though. So I'm not I'm a little bit afraid to anoint him and be like, yes, this is the Wiggins we've always been waiting for. Uh, It seems a little different this time. But I'm still skeptical because, again, we've seen him have like a two week run like this before and then go back to being the Andrew Wiggins we all know and love to talk about on Twitter. So uh, I'm I'm a little I'm in a weird spot with this, Jared. I'm not sure how I feel yet about Andrew. I believe I believe that he can grow. I believe he cannot be a completely useless black hole on offense. So I'm optimistic. You know, he's young. Do you also do you believe that the kids are the future and teach them and let them lead the way? I mean, that's what I was told to do in music. So if there was a song about Andrew Wiggins being better in the sixth year, then I would believe it, too. Uh, Okay. All right, then. Future future Orlando Magic player DeMar DeRozan had 27 points in this one. Uh, Jake Lehman, my favorite player of all time, had 16 points off of the bench. And Jeff Teague came back and had 18 and six coming off the bench, which sounds like good numbers from someone who usually is also a black hole. So let's move on to our last game. Uh, the Grizzlies beat the Hornets 119 to 117 in Charlotte. John Morant called game with 0.7 remaining on a lefty drive to the rim and celebrated with his pops afterwards. Morant down the lane, lays it up, and it is! Holy cow! With seven tenths of a second, John Morant! What a big time play! By the roof. The South Carolina native had over 100 family and friends at this game, and he really was electric. He had 23 points, 11 assists, and one game winner. John Morant is good, I believe, Mo. No, he's very good. He had an amazing play in the second quarter where he split the double team coming off of a pick, going in between the legs, or I'm sorry, going behind the back and then getting to the lane, getting to the layup for an and one. I mean, he's pretty damn good. And if you're going to have 100 friends and family at the game, why not hit the game winner? That's what I always say. The Hornets had a 12-point third quarter lead, and then Jaw took over to lead Memphis on a 22-5 to run, which was able to overtake Terry Rozier, having 33 points, which was a career high for him, and then Malik Monk and Devontae Graham at 20 points and 19 points, respectively there. Shout out to Marco Guterich, who had 17 points on 4-for-6 shooting from deep, coming off of the bench. He's been a bit of a surprise here early on. And then Jaron Jackson and Cody Zeller both at 16 points in the battle the kind of undersized centers here uh last last game of the evening actually was lakers 120 warriors 94 in los angeles another shocker as the warriors go down but the lakers they led by 12 after the first quarter and they just never looked back even though anthony davis wasn't out there who needs him when you have to fail mckee frank vogel won a coach's challenge on an out of bounds call in the third but then the lakers immediately turned it over in vintage lakers fashion but that was okay because lebron had 23 points 12 times and six boards and Kuz finally finding himself there 22 points for him Dwight Howard coming off the bench still at 15 points and eight rebounds on the other side D'Lo had 21 points and eight dimes Draymond had 10 points and five assists and uh, future Hall of Famer Eric Paschal had 15 points off of the bench still waiting to find out on what's going on with KCP but he left the game in the fourth after suffering some sort of lower leg injury he landed what looked pretty simply and then started grabbing at the back of his ankle 
that is never a good sign. So hoping for the best there. Let's get to our lines of the night. James Harden, 47 points, seven dimes, six boards. Bradley Beal, 44 points in a losing effort in Boston. Pascal Siakam, 36 points in a win over Portland. But Terry Rozier, the $19 million man at 33 points, which was a career high, six times and five boards in a loss against Memphis. And then, of course, Andrew Wiggins, who we all agree is the MVP of the league right now at 30 points, eight boards and seven dimes. All right, Mo, so who do you got for line of the night? Uh, I'm going to go with James Harden. He puts up a hell of a line, 47, seven and six. But again, what really impressed me was his defense on Kawhi. Uh, And I don't know how often I'm going to get to praise Harden for his defense. So I'm giving him the line of the night. All right. I'm going to give it to Bradley Beal just because I watched that game and it was a very misleading 44 points. And I feel like being silly about it. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the athletic podcast network. We still have your favorite shows like back to back, no dunks, tampering house of Strauss, a daily ding when I'm hosting plus over a dozen team specific shows available from some of your favorite athletic beat writers, including people like Jared Weiss, for instance, don't forget to follow on the the app to get notifications for the new episodes and if you're not a member of the athletic one what the hell two you're in luck you can get all of our podcasts ad free plus some fantastic writing across all major sports all for a super low price so get 40 percent off your subscription today at theathletic.com slash dings never know when these promos end so get there soon thanks for waking up with us mo take me out of here ding ding ding